Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Russian President Vladimir Putin called the U.S. dollar's drop in dominance, quote, objective and irreversible during the recent BRICS summit in South Africa as Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa formally agreed to use local currencies instead of the U.S. dollar. It's the first shoe to drop. As demand for the dollar weakens, the buying power of the dollar also weakens. That's why Birch Gold Group is busier than ever. Investors and savers are looking to harness the power of physical gold held in a tax-sheltered IRA. Text Monica to 989-898 for your free info kit on gold. Thousands of happy customers, an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, and countless five-star reviews, you can count on Birch Gold to help you navigate transitioning an existing IRA or 401k into an IRA in gold. As the U.S. dollar continues to receive pressure from foreign countries, digital currency, and central banks, arm yourself with information on how to protect your savings. Just text MONICA to 989-898 to claim your free info kit from Birch Gold Group right now. Hey guys, I'm Monica Crowley, and this is the Monica Crowley Podcast. Thanks so much for joining me here on this Friday. We have survived yet another week in Biden's America, and we have survived the 2022 midterm, but just barely. In fact, we're still going through it. This is your go-to for hot liberty, a safe space for all of us thought criminals, independent thinkers, and happy warriors. Please follow me on social media. On Instagram, I am at Monica Crowley underscore. And on Twitter and True Social, I am at Monica Crowley. On email, I am at Monica Crowley Podcast at gmail.com. Again, that's Monica Crowley Podcast at gmail.com. I read all your emails and I see them, and I might read yours on the air, but I can't unless you send me one. Monica Crowley Podcast at gmail.com. All right, what a week. We are all exhausted, but we're also happy warriors no matter how tired we are. Today, we're going to continue to sift through what has happened here in this election. A lot of weird stuff, a lot of contradictory stuff, and I got a mountain of it. So we're, we're going to get to some of it again today, and then Monday and next week, we're going to continue to break apart what's actually happened here, and it continues to happen. I mean, there is vote counting still going on. It is an absolute national disgrace that states like Nevada and Arizona can't get their acts together. Actually, they can, they just don't want to. They won't. Why? Because the left is in control of the vote counting. Stalin once said, doesn't matter how the votes come out, it matters who counts the votes. Indeed, communists understand this. The left knows this. And it looks like 2020 wasn't fixed at all. 
So we're, we're going to get into all of this. There are many layers to this onion. We're going to take it apart over the next couple of days. Also today, today is Veterans Day. Today, November 11th, 2022, is Veterans Day. We should honor and thank our veterans every day. But today is a special day that we set aside to give them the honor and gratitude they so richly deserve. So today we say thank you to the brave, selfless men and women who have worn and continue to wear the uniform and give so much to fight for and defend our great country. But we also have a very big problem with veteran suicide. No military veteran should be abandoned, especially in a dark place with no support where they take their own life. That is unacceptable in the United States of America in the 21st century. And yet, it's still happening at over 20 veteran suicides per day. We're going to talk to a very special guest who has been doing something about this for well over a decade now with faith-based intervention with our most at-risk military vets. The organization is called Operation Restored Warrior. It is a phenomenal organization, and you should all know about it. That's coming up. Plus, your emails. But first, the Monica Memo. All right, as I said, I have a ton more to get to regarding the election, Uh, We're going to have more on this on Monday, too. Uh, But today, I want to get into the long, strange trip it's been with this election. Let's first talk about how truly weird this all is and what we can possibly learn from this. Let's start with this. Sean Patrick Maloney, who is and soon to be was the chairman of the Democratic Congressional Campaign Committee, So he was the head of the Organization for Democrats um, in charge of recruiting and then supporting and funding Democratic candidates for the House. He's a New York representative. New York. He lost his race to a Republican, Mike Lawler, again in New York State. This was one of several House seats that actually flipped in New York State. We've got some in California too. It's actually going to be New York State, I think, that is in the end going to deliver a Republican majority um, in the House. New York State and California, two deep blue areas. And I saw someone the other day said, Lee Zeldin, our good friend who lost by a mere five points in a state where Republicans running for governor usually trail by about 20. But I saw someone saying thanks to Lee Zeldin and his coattails, even though he didn't win, he flipped, what, four or five Democratic House seats Republican, which is huge, and that New York is now a purple state. Um, I'm not sure I would characterize it that way, but I saw a map the other day that showed New York State, and it is a sea of red except for New York City. Long Island to the east, all red now. All of those congressional seats are Republican. And then all the way up to the Canadian border, and there are pockets of blue, like around Syracuse, I think, and, um, and, and Buffalo, you know, those, those sort of urban areas there are pockets of blue, but the rest of the state is red. So is it a purple state? I wouldn't go that far. Not yet, but it's trending in the right direction. And we have Lee Zeldin and his phenomenal campaign to thank for that. 
So you haven't seen the end of Lee Zeldin. Uh, trust me on that. So you've got Sean Patrick Maloney, who's in the, the Democratic leadership in charge of recruiting and funding Democratic candidates for the House, and he loses in New York to a Republican. This is a stinging loss for the Democrats. And Maloney in particular, he was considered like a a moderate Democrat, right? Well, now they're extinct. Uh, On Monday, by the way, we're going to talk to one of the last remaining moderate Democrats, my good friend Doug Schoen, pollster, strategist about his party, and what's up with that. Um, So we're going to talk to him and, and try to take apart the Democrats and where they are. But this was a stinging loss in an election where the Democrats did better than expected. Let's face it. That race, this Maloney-Lawler race, was a perfect microcosm of what a bizarre, strange election this was. Florida goes deep red. J.D. Vance wins in a walk in Ohio. Democrats overperform. Okay, we got to face the facts. They overperformed in the House. We're going to talk a little bit about why today and and over the next couple of days because GOP really needs to get its act together. But Democrats overperform in the House. The Senate's still out. And voters in New York in a Biden plus five district, Biden won this district by five points just two years ago, defeated the top Democrat campaign chief in Congress. It's weird, right? I mean, like, really weird. This might be the strangest election any of us have seen. Despite 75% of voters saying that the country is on the wrong track and out of control, and the majority saying that they are angry about inflation, jobs, and the economy, not a single incumbent governor or senator gets flipped. How does that happen? right? None of these Democrat incumbents lose a governor's seat or a Senate seat. How does that happen with the most unpopular president in modern times going into a midterm where you've got three quarters of the country saying we're on the wrong track and things are out of control? Well, it doesn't just happen, at least not until 2020. It didn't happen, right? Here's the other weird thing. And we're going to break this apart here. But the other strange thing is, guess what? The Republicans won the popular vote. All of this bellyaching about the balance of the House and the Senate, and yes, these are very serious issues. The future of the country is hanging by a thread here. But the Republicans actually crushed the Democrats in the overall national vote. This is according to the analysis of this by the Cook Political Report. The Republicans crushed them in the overall popular vote by six points. Now, of course, it wasn't a national race, okay? There wasn't a president at the top of the ticket. But the red wave was there, just not everywhere it needed to be. Democrats maybe ran a better campaign or Republicans botched theirs in district or statewide races or whatever it might be. But when you look at the overall national count of Republican voters or Republican votes versus Democrat votes, we won by six points. That is astonishing. And it, and it adds to the weirdness of all of this, right? Everybody thinks that this is one of the strangest elections maybe ever in American history. Just 
look at the shock on so many Democrats that they did so well. They weren't expecting this either. They somehow managed to defy political gravity despite all of these polls like wrong track, out of control, inflation, jobs, the economy, the border, every all the issues mitigating against them, and yet they still delivered here. Okay, so let's kind of peel away some of these layers of the onion. There's no single explanation for this, and 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 no no settled explanation. Okay, so we're just going to throw a couple of things out here. There are a couple of factors that I've been thinking about. Obviously, fraud, and you know the fact that you have a number of states still sitting out there going, well, it's going to take time. It's going to take, they're all out there like Kamala Harris. It's going to take time. You know, these things take time and time is required to, to do this and to take the time to uh, count these votes. It takes time. Time is required. And, you know, when you're going through time, time is of the essence, but sometimes time is required to pass the time, okay? The Democrats out there counting these votes in Nevada, Arizona, and and some other places, this is what they're saying. So there is fraud. And of course, there's Democratic orchestrated fraud in every election. In this one, some shady stuff did happen. I'm sure it's still ongoing. And apparently, we're going to have to put up with this forever because the electorate doesn't seem ready to insist on clean, efficient elections, even after states like Florida prove it's possible. Florida had, Florida is what, three or four times the size of Arizona and yet managed to count all of their votes in about five hours. So states show that you can do it, but Democrat-run states, no, because they need the time Time is required. They need the time and the space to fill the void and make up whatever votes they think that they need. So um, that it does exist, and we'll, we'll talk about this more as time goes on. But unless we insist on this, and this is one of the big reasons why I think Carrie Lake is, in the end, going to win, is because she ran on that platform, fair, open, transparent, accountable elections. Come on. This is mortifying that countries around the world, I'm on a WhatsApp group with a bunch of uh, high-profile Europeans who all think like us. They are Brexiteers. They are, um, you know, UK first. They're, they're phenomenal people. And they are, it's embarrassing as one of the few Americans on this WhatsApp group, I, they, they're constantly posting, oh, Arizona doesn't have their results yet. Where's Nevada? They don't have that. I'm mortified. Okay, it is an embarrassment that the world's greatest superpower can't count their votes in a timely fashion. Well, we can, but the Democrats and the left just don't want to because, again, they need the time and the space to cheat. So that is definitely out there. And unless and until we insist on it, there's not enough pressure from the voting public for things to really change. Now, fraud doesn't explain these nationwide results, though. Okay, so better to consider that Democrats took full advantage of the COVID pandemic to do something really important. They loosened those voter rules to an absolutely insane degree, and they are absolute masters at ballot harvesting. Now, I want you to listen to me very clearly here, okay? There is a difference between votes and ballots, Votes are you filling out a ballot 
putting it through a machine or handing it, putting it in a box or however you do it in your jurisdiction. That is a vote. Ballots are a package of ballots that someone fills out, Democrat, and then just pushes into the system somehow, trafficking, however they do it. So again, a difference between a vote and a ballot. Votes that are actually legitimate and counted versus ballots that are processed en masse in huge chunks by the hundreds and the thousands to tilt a race. That is what ballot harvesting is, votes versus ballots. I told you uh, the other day, Wednesday, about my experience voting in New York City, where I was handed two ballots by mistake. Who knows? But I was handed two ballots. Now, if I had been a Democrat and dishonest, I could have filled out both and fed both through the machine. But I didn't because I'm not a lying, thieving Democrat. I handed the blank ballot back to the woman and I said, you wouldn't want anybody to cheat now, would you? But that is a minor example of what the Democrats do in these jurisdictions in a a huge, huge scale. Votes versus ballots. Okay. And they are absolute masters at ballot harvesting votes wherever they can get them. Nursing homes, rehab facilities, the inner city, just taking packs of ballots and filling them out and shoving them down into the system. That is a major, major problem. And we saw it in 2020 and it still hasn't been fixed. Okay. Let's hit a quick break. When we come back, I've got more on this actually a lot more on this. So let this is really important stuff. So don't go anywhere. We are coming right back. Okay, everybody, listen up. We all want to be healthier, right? Well, to get there, we have to have a healthier diet, which is not always easy to do. I can attest to that. You know, that shredded lettuce in a double-double And the fruit filling in a donut are amazing, but they do not count toward the recommended five servings of fruits and vegetables a day. Sorry to be the one to break it to you, but they don't. I don't always eat healthy either, but I will share that the Mayo Clinic says if you want to help prevent heart disease, lower blood pressure, and cholesterol, eat five servings of fruits and vegetables every day. I don't and you probably won't. That's why I take Field of Greens. Unlike other supplements, each fruit and each vegetable in Field of Greens was medically selected by doctors to support your vital organs, like the heart, lungs, kidneys, and the immune system. Flu season is here, and I trust Field of Greens to help me stay healthy. Field of Greens works fast and tastes so good. It's really delicious, guys, and you'll feel better with more energy, and you'll notice your skin, hair, and nails will look healthier, too. I certainly noticed that in me since I started taking Field of Greens. If you don't always eat right and exercise, join me and take Field of Greens. Let me get you started with 15% off your first order. Visit fieldofgreens.com and use promo code MONICA. That's promo code MONICA at fieldofgreens.com, fieldofgreens.com. Okay, welcome back. So before the break, I'm making a really important distinction between votes and ballots. 
The Democrats and the left, uh, again, they have this all down to an art and a science. They have since at least 1960 when the Kennedys stole that election from Richard Nixon. By the way, on Monday, I want to take that apart more because uh, there are big points about that particular example that I want to tease out to where we are today. So you're not going to want to miss Monday's show either. Um, So the other important point, well, there are many, but there's another one that's related to this. Candidate quality does matter. And it matters a lot for the party that doesn't have this massive ballot harvesting machine just humming away to scoop up all of these voters early. The related part of this is early voting too, right? So if you don't have that that early voting mechanism down like the GOP doesn't, even after 2020, and we've spent the last two years screaming about this, that Ronna McDaniel and the RNC should be on top of this. Oh, we're on top of it. We've got so much of it fixed. Not to worry. They sound like Biden and Jerome Powell and Janet Yellen. Oh, it's transitory. It's just temporary. Don't worry about it. All of our so-called leaders tell us not to worry about these things. That's when you know you should worry about it. So candidate quality matters, not when you're the Democrats and you've got this massive ballot harvesting scheme going in, in all of the really important districts and precincts and states. They obviously don't care about their candidate quality or they would not have nominated and elected um, a drooling invalid as president and this vegetable uh, from Pennsylvania as a U.S. senator. They don't care about candidate quality. In fact, the exact opposite. They like people who are weak, dumb, and infirm. Why? Because the left can more easily control them. That's why. They love Fetterman. Fetterman is going to be ideal until they move him out and install the wife, Giselle, in there. And she, as I said on Wednesday, is far more radical than he is. Okay? So she's like an out-and-out, straight-up Marxist communist. She's going to be a nightmare in the Senate. Just what I guarantee it. So Pennsylvania, good luck to you. The problem is now she's going to be inflicted on the entire country. So candidate quality matters for our side, not for them. And this was, again, painfully true in Pennsylvania. Many Republican candidates did pretty well in some tough areas. They just couldn't close the deal. And again, that has a lot to do with the quality of your candidate. Think about like the old saying about you get one chance to make a first impression. That's even more important now in this time of this crazy early voting where you have an election season rather than an election day. So if you make a bad impression first, um, voters are going to be turned off from you. It's like dating or meeting someone or, or meeting a potential boss or a potential employee. You know, you get one chance to make that first impression. And especially now, if you've got early voting going on for weeks, if you make a bad first impression when voters are first starting to pay attention, like right after Labor Day, it doesn't matter if you've been campaigning for 15 months prior to that. If they just start paying attention then and you're making a bad impression, it's over for you. It's over. If tons of mail-in votes are harvested before there are even debates going on, 
then the campaign doesn't matter as much, right? You can be on the campaign trail for a year. You can be running a tight campaign, making all the right moves while your opponent implodes. And yet you can still come up short because you got off on the wrong foot. That's a reality that obviously favors incumbents who already got elected and have huge amounts of money and power and and everything else, name recognition, over the challengers who have to spend a lot of time and energy and money introducing themselves to the public, right? So it really cuts against outsider challenges, it, the exception being Donald Trump, who was, you know, he's in a category by himself. But if you are a normal disruptor, a normal outsider challenger, without a political resume or support from the establishment, you're in a tough spot in this new dynamic. The only real red tsunami that we saw this week occurred in the state of Florida, and it had incumbent Republicans with very solid resumes and excellent political machines going for them. So people like, yes, Ron DeSantis, but also Maria Salazar got reelected. You know, all the Republicans who performed really well, they had this infrastructure with them, behind them, helping them. And they were talented political candidates, competent ones, right? So the point is that Democrats have very powerful political machines in the cities that they control, New York, Philadelphia, Chicago, Detroit, Atlanta, San Francisco, Los Angeles, Portland, Seattle, I mean, across the board. And in those places, they churn out votes like crazy. Some of those political machines are a century old or even longer. Like look at Chicago with its infamous daily machine and all of that. These machines are deeply, deeply entrenched. This is what I've been telling you guys, that that they have been at this for a long, long time. They have such a long running start in terms of running and winning elections, okay? And so Rome wasn't built in a day. We are making progress. But again, this is a long-term project for the rest of us, whether we want it or not. I know we're in an era of instant gratification and the country is hanging by a thread and we want this stuff turned around right away. I understand it. I'm right there with you. But the reality is that the left and the Democrats have been doing this since at least the 1950s. Flipping these areas, especially these urban areas, to the left, to basically Marxist, communist control, they have established these political machines that are, like I said, in some cases, well over 100 years old. Forget the 1950s. Let's go back to the turn of the last century, like places like Chicago and so on. And the faces change, but the machine infrastructure stays the same in these places. Okay. It takes money, time, skill, dedication, commitment to build operations that can fight back against these machines. And we think after 2020, like, oh, we're going to fix that in two years. Well, there are some things that should have been fixed in these last two years that haven't been, and that is outrageous and unforgivable. But when you talk about countering the machine politics in these deep blue cities, that's going to take a longer term proposition. 
Okay. It just is. And we've got to have leadership with real commitment and resources behind it in order to, to create those operations that can push back. Okay. Um, one final, I guess, point about all of this today is that movement and polarization are a real factor. Okay. And I'm talking about physical movement of people. This is an opportunity um, in some ways uh, for the Republicans, but it's a problem in others. Okay. So when you take a look at what happened in New York, it is really um, striking, but it's also heartbreaking how close our friendly Zeldin uh, just came to defeating Kathy Hochul. Again, most Republicans running for governor go down 20, 30 points in the state of New York. Zeldin came within five. Um, and his coattails, as I said, did help to flip a number of uh, House seats to Republicans. So it, it was a phenomenal step forward in this deep blue state. But it's striking how closely that loss in New York tracks with the number of people who left New York, fled the scene of the accident to go to places like Florida, Tennessee, Texas, Arizona. Votes have been cast with feet. You know that that old saying, people vote with their feet? They go to where their money is treated better, where they're treated better, where there's more opportunity, more freedom. That's exactly what happened in New York and other places. Other places like California and Illinois, Massachusetts, they have a long way to go. But in New York, it happened at an accelerated rate. And that five points basically tracks with the number of people who fled the Democratic train wreck in New York. So if those people had stayed to give it one last shot, it's possible Lee Zeldin would be the governor-elect right now. So it is an opportunity, but it's also, it's also a problem, right, if we're going to have any hope of flipping or changing demographically these deep blue states. So I think, at least at this point, um, the Republicans' best bet is to try to reach people in these death spiral blue areas with the message that it doesn't have to be this way. They can do better. Things can change. But again, it's not easy. And it's only possible if you're running candidates who can convince those voters that they can govern well but also with a nationwide election narrative, which the Republicans didn't seem to have this time. So Lee Zeldin is the model of how to reach Republicans, but also independents and Democrats in a deep blue state, how to communicate with them, how to talk to them about the issues that matter. A lot can be learned from Lee Zeldin. All right, so we are obviously up against a lot. All of the institutions are aligned against us. It's a miracle that we did as well as we did. But given what we're up against, it's going to take a really big lift to turn this thing around. Candidates matter, of course. So do policies and messaging. But we also need to build a machine the way the left has a machine. I'm not saying any of this is going to be easy. It's hard as hell. But we're so atomized on our side everyone fighting their own battles, nothing really in the way of machinery, all working together to enforce discipline and deliver wins. That's what the left has. We don't have it. 
We need to start mirroring how the left operates, not the crimes and the fraud and the lawbreaking, but the mechanics of how they win that. But the mechanics of how they win, we could learn from. Okay. So when we come back, we are going to switch gears a little bit and talk to uh, Paul Lavelle of Operation Restored Warrior on this very special Veterans Day. And it is Veterans Day. Such a special day when we honor and thank our servicemen and women. Thank the veteran in your life for their service by buying a gift from mancrates.com. With hundreds of totally unique gift options available at mancrates.com, like the premium jerky ammo can that comes with assorted jerky like red crushed pepper beef jerky, grass fed beef jerky, sweet chipotle, and a habanero meat stick. Plus, it comes in an airtight, water resistant, totally rad ammunition can. With such unique packaging, watching him open his gift is an unforgettable experience. Personal Personalization is free, and every Man Crates gift comes with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. He'll think it's awesome, or Man Crates will make it right. Plus, right now through Sunday night, save 25% on holiday favorites at mancrates.com. Again, that's mancrates.com. We'll be right back. Well, on this Veterans Day, I'm absolutely thrilled to welcome back to the show my very dear friend, Paul Lavelle. Paul is the founder and president of Operation Restored Warrior, which is a faith-based organization doing extraordinary work to restore the hearts of our broken veterans, whom we're still losing to suicide at the rate of more than 20 per day. This is not acceptable in the United States of America, the greatest nation on the face of the earth. Paul didn't think it was acceptable either, and that's why he created ORW several years ago to intervene with our most at-risk military veterans through faith. God, after all, is the ultimate doctor. Find them on the web at OperationRestoredWarrior.org. Again, that's OperationRestoredWarrior.org. And Paul joins me now. Welcome back, my friend. Thank you, Monica. Thank you for having me. Well, it's always great to talk to you, Paul, but it's really good to have you here on this Veterans Day. For those people who are just tuning in and may not have heard our previous conversations uh, on the air, talk to us about ORW and tell us what your mission is. Yeah, thank you. Um, Operation Restored Warrior uh, started out of an experience that I had uh, working with best-selling author John Eldridge and from 2004 to, actually, yeah, 2004 to 2008. And uh, during that time, that was the beginning of the Iraq-Afghan uh, wars. And uh, I was seeing just a tremendous number of our active duty and then our veteran population coming back, just tanking. I was watching the statistics of suicides just absolutely increasing as the conflicts continually increased. And I felt like uh, we were not doing enough as a nation. Uh, The VA has always had issues, uh, but it just wasn't quite doing enough. And typically, you know, it seems like the civilian population are the ones that step in. The patriots in America, they step in when things really need to get fixed. 
And so I saw an opportunity to do just that. And in 2008, I stepped away from uh, the Wilder Heart team and began Operation Restored Warrior with a focus on not helping, which we do, but our focus is on healing. And I recognized over those four years of working with John Eldridge and his team and working with literally thousands of men that the issue of brokenness comes from a spiritual assault. Um, I've got a master's degree in counseling, and quite frankly, I don't use a whole lot of that uh, because the issues is a, uh, a spiritual issue. And I felt like I had been given the opportunity to actually exercise what that looks like and to try to help men and women get their hearts restored so that their lives can get restored. It's such extraordinary work, and it's such an important approach. In fact, it's really the only approach. We talk a lot on this show about spiritual warfare with regard to politics and where the world is and where the country is. But when you talk about uh, spiritual warfare against individuals, against souls, that's what you're up against, and that's what you're dealing with, Paul. And we think about government agencies like the Veterans Administration, the VA. They do do some good work, but they can't get to the spiritual, the spiritual rot of what's plaguing these veterans, right? That's right. You know, uh, with President Trump in office, he was making every effort. Um, he uh, he really did uh, with his executive order prevents. He wanted to put everything on the table to address, to include the spiritual approach. And, and, and interesting enough, Monica, if you look in the comparison of what clinical data shows in terms of, of uh, what's happening to our troops with post-traumatic stress, and then you see all these extreme things on the ends that a lot of people are, are doing, going to Mexico and using uh, very uh, hallucinogenic psycho- psychotropic drugs. Um, and then you do the comparison of what the organizations that are using a spiritual approach, the, the numbers are, you know, there's just like, there's no argument. And, uh, and he tried to do that. And, and, and since the new administration has come in, that's really kind of fall off, falling off the radar. So it, it really does require organizations like ORW that are out there offering the spiritual approach. Uh, and like I said, we've been doing it for 15 years with thousands of people we've influenced by training others uh, well over 10,000 people have had their hearts restored uh, spiritually. So then their physical restoration follows it. it. It doesn't really work the other way around. It's absolutely incredible. Again, we're talking to Paul Lavelle. The, the organization is called Operation Restored Warrior. You can find them at operationrestoredwarrior.org. So obviously, this is where you and ORW come in on the spiritual angle. Talk to us about the process. A veteran comes to you. He or she is emotionally and spiritually broken. They are contemplating ending their lives, perhaps. So they're really at their their end. They don't know where else to turn. You you receive them, and then what happens? So they come through our website, and you know, typically we we never advertise. In fact, we just did our first time ever uh, on Newsmax of advertising, and um, but for the most part, it's word of mouth, and it's from men and women who have been through our program and they recommend someone to come through. And so they're coming through the website and they're met with uh, John Williams, who is our director of intake. 
and they answer some about four questions and then they uh they 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 get selected they come to the program with uh six to seven others that are pretty much in uh, in the same boat that they're in which means that they're right on, they're right on the edge they are uh, they're contemplating suicide or they're in a deeply, deeply depressive place. They don't know what we're going to do because we ask the alumni of our program not to share it. And so they come in and, and a lot of these folks, you know, a lot of folks from special operations, Monica, as you know, they're type A. You know, I want to know agenda. I want to know how to plan. I know how to have my exit. I mean, it's just pretty interesting. But they come because because they're really hurting. And uh, there's not a whole lot of other answers out there for them. And so when they arrive, they meet our team. And for the next five days, we walk them through a, um, a series of, uh, of programs, of sessions. We tell the guys that it's kind of like coming in, you're at about 30,000 feet and you're in the middle of a major storm and you can't see anything. And then over the next three days, we're going to bring you into a nosedive. And we're going to hit down to 15,000 feet. And then by that third day, we're going to we're going to land the plane and then we're going to dig. We're going underground and we're looking for this broken, wounded spiritual heart. And then the following days after that, we take them up and they go to 15,000 feet and then they finish off miraculously, literally in five days. And it's crystal clear sky metaphorically. They're up 30,000 feet and they're a completely different place. Both physically, emotionally, and spiritually. It's incredible. You do call them drop zones, which when I first uh, got to know you, I said to you, Paul, you know, why why don't you call them retreats, right? Like you're taking these men and separately women, now that you've got a women's program, which we'll talk about, but you you take these individuals and you, you take them away and you put them through this process. You call them drop zones. Why don't you call it a retreat? And you said, because the U.S. military does not retreat. Amen. We don't. And, and we don't do it spiritually either. You know, it's, uh, that's the problem I think with so much of our nation is that like the, the, I, I love, I love the, the church. I, I, I love, um, the folks that are leading the churches, but their mindset in this idea of spiritual warfare is let's go retreat. I mean, just the word words have power. They have meaning. And, uh, and so we don't, we don't use that from the very beginning. I felt like Jesus said to me, you know, this is not a retreat. This is taking back ground. This is a spiritual offensive. And so we, we do put that in kind of our vernacular is that we call it a drop zone because literally these guys are dropping in our team, uh, Monica, truly, it, it's really like a spiritual special operations group. Our team lives around the country. We don't have any offices. We work out of our homes. We literally get on planes. We go to a mission, and we have seven locations around the country. We literally drop in. We do the mission. The men come. The women come. And we do our mission. And then what's done, we go back. It's pretty much what the special ops folks do in the, uh, the military for their missions. It's just incredible. And I love that you call them drop zones. You know, I I have to tell the audience, I have seen these guys that we're talking about here. And we are talking about hardcore special ops guys. These are tough, grizzled men, Army Rangers, Navy SEALs, and so on, who come into ORW completely broken 
and they emerge on the other side, literally different people. They are totally renewed. And it reminds me of scripture in me, all, everything is new. Um, and that is exactly how they emerge on the other side. The spiritual burden is lifted from them. And Jesus really does show up at these drop zones and restores their hearts. Yes, they, they truly do. It is a, uh, uh, you know, I, I, I try to, people will ask me, you know, what, what is it like to, to participate in seeing that kind of miraculous change? And, and Monica, it's very much like when you read in scripture, uh, you know, the popular program out there right now is the chosen. And you see how the disciples, you know, walked with Jesus. And then when Jesus leaves, they continue the ministry around the world and they got to a to participate in some pretty miraculous things. Well, those things are still available today. And we get to see and we get to have a ringside seat at watching the most vulnerable in our society right now, our, our veterans who have done so much, so much and sacrificed so much. People really don't know unless they've walked in the shoes of these men and women of just how much they've sacrificed and how much they feel like they're being swept under the carpet. But they come and we get to watch and participate and watch Jesus do what he said he was going to do. His, his, his declaring uh, scripture was Isaiah 61.1, where he said, I've come to heal the brokenhearted, to set the captive free and release from darkness the prisoners. That was his mission. And that's what he did. His mission was about rescue and restoration. And I, I saw that in scripture. I saw that that's what he did. And I figured, right, if he can do it. And he says, I can do it. I'm going to go do it. And so myself and my team, that's exactly what we do. We heal the brokenhearted through Jesus, through the power and the authority of Jesus and the Holy Spirit. And these men and women miraculously get healed. And to watch that from when they come in and you see them and then you just know it's so difficult. Like in the first two days, Monica, it's like, our team is like, you know, you're like secretariat in a paddock, you know, and you and you, <laughs> and you know what's going to happen, but you can't show the enthusiasm or the excitement. Yes. But we know that every single time it's going to happen. That means they're going to get restored. Oh, yes. And and I can speak to this because I've seen it firsthand. They literally look like different people because in the most mm -hmm. important way, they are different people. I make all things new, um, says, yeah. says Jesus. So you also began a women's program for female veterans and also spouses of uh, men who are going through this, male uh, veterans who are going through this. I've been through the women's program. I, I mm -hmm. can tell you that I was the guinea pig, or at least one of the guinea pigs for Paul um, when he was developing the women's program for ORW, right, Paul? And we went yes, under for... We went under for yeah. like three days and just really focused on my heart and, and working in this faith-based way. And I got to tell you, it is miraculous. So, Paul, talk to us about the women's program. Tell us who's eligible and how it differs from the men's program. Yeah, so, so obviously the, the numbers are pretty high in the men comparison to the women in terms of uh, the suicide ideation. So our biggest focus has been to try to stop the, uh, the epidemic. Uh, but the women also have, have had issues that they've dealt with. And Monica, you know, we have done seven, I believe, seven women's programs. Um, we have done training programs, including in that. And uh, the results are absolutely phenomenal. We've had 
We've had active duty. We've had uh, veterans. We've had medically retired. We've had spouses that have come through the program. Uh, and uh, what we're uh, what we're doing now is to try to make this available literally to all women, not just our military, but all women to include first responders, law enforcement. I mean, these, these gals are out there just like they're in the middle of a war zone. So our focus is to expand doing our women's programs to do at least one a quarter. And then we're also planning on actually expanding our ministry, which we haven't done in 15 years, but we feel like now's the time, is to do larger venues for women and for men, for like 100 plus And we're working through uh, the details of what that's going to look like. But then also what we've done is that we have actually filmed both of our programs, men and women's programs, and we've put it into what's called an LMS system. It's a learning management system for folks that have uh, gone online and and done different teachings and trainings. Ours is going to be very interactive. So it's going to be just like you're sitting in an event at a drop zone. And our facilitators will walk them through and they'll be able to do it individually or they'll be able to do it in a group. And we have small group guides, individual guides. And so we put a lot of work in that. And we're hoping that January we've got our amends completed. We're hoping in January to launch them both so that women and men around the world uh, would be able to attend and, and, and experience what folks experience on the ground at our drop zones. It's such a great expansion plan. You've called it Operation Taking Ground, which I love. Yes. And you're also talking about as part of this, Paul, to enlist an army of supporters um, and, and enlist churches across the country to advance your, your rescue mission with these military veterans and partnering with Christian and country music artists and so on. Talk to us a little bit about that. Yeah, we, we, we really feel like uh, the church has taken such a hit, beginning with COVID, with all the, the various things that have happened. Uh, we feel like the pastors out there are just beat up. Uh, it feels like really like coming back from a combat zone. A uh, number of pastors that I've had the opportunity to talk with, uh, a dear friend of mine, Kevin Jessup, who is uh, one of the one of the top uh, spiritual leaders in our nation. He's been talking to me about what he sees with thousands of pastors and how how taken out they are. And so our heart is we want to be able to help restore these pastors who are leading churches, get their hearts restored. So it's top down, spiritually driven. And then to partner with the churches through their flock, through the the, uh, the folks that uh, attend their churches around the, the country, and to be able to uh, offer our program to them. So then you've got a top-down, complete ripple effect that uh, that involves the restoration of the spiritual heart, soul, and spirit. It's all very exciting, especially the fact that you're growing. You're going to restore and redeploy more than 150 ministry leaders every single year. So it's not just going to be the small group that you have now, but it's going to have a real amplification effect, which is so exciting, right? And so positive for all of our veterans in need. Um, Your work is just, just extraordinary and so important. In many ways, the well, most the most important well, one. The gentleman who is who is helping us with our women's program, just our women's program. He, he the the men's is already done. He's originally from Brazil, and we've had some people reach out to us that we've done in a test market to see how this works. And we had a uh, a senior pastor from the Caribbean who pastors in Central and South America, and he has been a pastor over forty five years. 
And he came back and said, uh, I've, 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 uh, you know, I've participated in numerous programs. I've never experienced anything like this. This needs to get out around the world. He said, can you dub it either in Hispanic or subtitle it in Hispanic uh, in, in, in Spanish? And I said, absolutely, we can do that. And then this gentleman is doing our LMS system, told me that he has a dear friend who works in the underground church in, in China. And he said he was speaking to him about what we're doing. And he was and he's working on our women's program. He said he has never seen anything like this. And he's been in, he's been in church and ministries. He's an Emmy Award winning documentary uh, developer. And he said his friend over there said that there are millions of people that would grab this ORW women's program as well as the men. And literally millions of people in the underground church in China wow. could get their hearts. Wow. What would that look like? So ORW is going global. Yeah, we, we've been doing a little bit of that, you know, working with uh, with leaders uh, in various countries. We've done, you know, one, two, three, four at a time. Uh, but now we're really we're really wanting to uh, we just feel like we got the treasure in the field. You know, uh, we're get, we just went in our 15th year. You know, the story of Paul, Saul to Paul conversion. After that happened, a lot of people may not know it, but he was in the desert. They say the desert experience for almost 14 years. And at that 14-year mark, uh, I felt like Jesus said to me, now it's time, Paul. It's time for you to take ORW and share it with the world. You've been doing this for 15 years, and you've got remarkable results. Now it's time to expand and share it. And in January of this year, I had the privilege of being at the Renewal down in Florida. That went out to about 20 million people televised on all the various Christian channels. And I did a portion of the healing piece that we do. I was real apprehensive, but myself and Jordan got up there and did it. And we saw pretty amazing results. So I feel like that was kind of the big test for us. Oh, absolutely. It's all so exciting. Paul, it really, really is. And the work that you're doing is really the most important work in so many ways. Okay, so if you're a veteran in need or in crisis, or you know of a veteran in need or in crisis, please visit OperationRestoredWarrior.org for information on ORW and what they do. And people can contact you, veterans can, or their families can contact you directly through that site. Right, Paul? Yes, that's correct. Okay. And if you want to donate uh, to ORW, they're always welcoming uh, donations of any size to support their extraordinarily important work. They can also donate at OperationRestoredWarrior.org, Paul? That's correct. Yep. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. So please, I, the holidays are coming up. We all know this is a very difficult time for a lot of people in this country, but in particular, our military veterans, again, who are taking their own lives at, at more than 20 per day. So if you have the resources, please consider donating to Operation Restored Warrior at their website, OperationRestoredWarrior.org. Paul, I can't thank you enough. Really, God bless you and continued uh, blessings in your work. God bless you, Monica. Thanks so much for having me. You bet. Wasn't that great, you guys? He is one of the smartest people that I know, and I respect his opinion tremendously. All right, when we come back, we're going to hit your emails. But first, I want to take a moment to welcome a terrific new sponsor, Liver Health Formula. Liver Health Formula contains 12 powerful botanicals clinically proven to recharge and protect your liver 
at the cellular level. It helps restore your liver's detoxifying abilities, boosts your energy levels, and can kick your natural metabolism into high gear. Liver Health Formula is backed by the latest science and approved by American doctors, and every bottle is manufactured right here in the United States. And right now, as a listener of our show, you can try Liver Health Formula completely risk-free and receive five free gifts when you order today. First, you'll receive a free 30-day supply of nano-powered omega-3. This powerful blend of omega-3 fatty acids supports a healthy heart and brain with four times better absorption thanks to this special nano delivery system. You're also getting four free eBooks to support every aspect of your health and longevity, regardless of age. So go to getliverhelp.com slash Monica, or call them toll-free at 800-282-1757 to claim your risk-free supply of liver health formula and all five bonus gifts. That's getliverhelp.com slash Monica or call 800-282-1757. You're covered by their 365-day money-back guarantee, so you have nothing to risk, but supplies are limited, so head on over to getliverhelp.com slash Monica or call toll-free at 800-282-1757 right now to order liver health formula and claim your five free bonus gifts while you still can. That's getliverhelp.com slash Monica or call them at 800-282-1757. We'll be right back. Okay, guys, time now for the end of the week email bag. Monica Crowley podcast at gmail.com is our email address, Monica Crowley podcast at gmail.com. Alan, who describes himself as a Republican in California, writes, Hi, Monica. I've listened to your podcast for about a month now and really enjoy the variety of topics and guests. When I heard your show focusing on election polling, I finished it thinking that all polls are inaccurate. Sure, they can estimate Republicans versus Democrat races using their time-tested techniques, but since 2020, that's not good enough. These pollsters have to factor in the Democrat cheat factors for each race, too. Identify how many ballots in the last election in a particular race were fraudulent and include that in their polling results. Only then will I believe them. Well, thank you, Alan. And I agree, that is actually a great point. And I think we saw it again this week, right? I told you about what happened to me in New York uh, this week with the double ballots. And we just talked about on this show the difference between votes and ballots. And that gets exactly to your point. The Democrats have elevated fraud to an art and a science. And as we've been talking about on this show, Alan, this is going to have to be a long-term project to turn this thing around. Remember, the left has been at this a long time. We have been asleep at the wheel. And yet time and again, election cycle after election cycle, we still don't learn or we learn, but we still don't do anything about it. And the left just, their great talent is creativity and innovation in stealing elections. And because they've got the propaganda press on their side covering for them, they can get away with it. 
Well, it's long past time that we focused on this, and that's why we need people like Carrie Lake elected to fix these elections state by state. All right, thank you very much. I appreciate that, Alan, and Godspeed in the state of California. This is coming from me in the state of New York. All right, that's going to do it for us on this election week. Have a fantastic weekend. Thank you so much for joining me this week and for checking out our phenomenal sponsors. We all really appreciate that. I will see you right back here on Monday, where we're going to further take apart what's going on in the country post-midterm elections, and we'll talk to the great Doug Schoen about what in Sam Hill is going on with the Democratic Party. Have a great weekend with those you love, and I will see you right back here on Monday. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 